Hi everyone and welcome to the Nourished podcast. How are you? Um, thank you for joining me today. I'm really happy that you're here. Um, my name's Leslie. I'm going to be talking to you a little bit today about kind of yoga, but also a little bit of kind of philosophy, history of yoga and the, the spirituality of yoga. So I've actually just got off of a, a Zoom lecture with one of my uh, yogi teachers, one of my um, one of my very, very good teachers actually in Rishikesh in India. He actually lives in the, um, in the Himalayas, works for a yoga school, and teaches Ashtanga and Hatha Yoga, and he's an incredible, incredible teacher. But we were talking today about um, the full moon and how the full moon impacts your yoga practice. And it, it kind of struck me when a couple of weeks ago he said that we should never do asana practice on the mat on a full moon. And the, I mean, the reason it shocked me so much was because so many yoga teachers or so many classes and teachers that I have um, experienced over the years have so frequently themed their class, their sequencing, you know, all of their, you know, sort of metaphorical attachments to the class and, and the sequence have been related to the full moon or new moon. Now the new moon is a different different thing altogether, but the full moon, um, I've seen a lot of classes doing sort of moon salutations and more yin posture classes. So it kind of links to that lunar energy, that, that sort of softer yin, uh, femininity of yoga and spirituality but actually from a, a historical point of view from an ancient point of view the tradition in the Himalayas in India is not to practice asana at all on the day of a full moon and this actually goes back to um, it goes back quite a long way but certainly most definitely most recently to Patabi Joyce so this is very relevant to Ashtanga but does also apply to other styles of yoga as well um, and he said that there should be no practice of asana on the days of a full moon and instead you should do a more gentle off the mat kind of practice self-study self-practice anything like that as an alternative and the reasonings behind this uh, largely comes down to the elemental associations with the moon and the body so the moon is obviously largely connected with water so it's a yin energy um, and as the body is 70 to roughly between 70 and 80 percent water that connection with the water applies to the body as well so the, the you know the, the moon connects to water the body connects to the moon there's this kind of whole cycle of events that's going on but the moon has this obviously this huge water element and during a full moon if you live anywhere near the coast you may have seen this you may have experienced this i've only ever seen it when i've been sort of traveling and away on holiday but um the waves become bigger during a full moon and this is largely due to the magnetic pull that the moon has on the behavior of the water and my teacher put this in a lovely way he says the moon actually uplifts the water so um, I always get this, this when I hear the word uplifted I always kind of think of happiness so basically to me when he said it it sounded like the moon makes the, the water happy but it, it kind of basically rises the water uplifts it strengthens the currents change uh, tides change all these amazing sort of natural events happen in the water 
But how does this relate back to the human body and what does it mean for us if we're practicing asana on days of the full moon? Well, because the body has that kind of high capacity of water, so that's 70 to 80 percent of water, if water is being uplifted by the moon, it, it's sensible to assume that water is being uplifted in the body as well. And when you consider how the human body works anatomically, our joints move, and we use this word like you know you think about this the links and all kind of like you can tack this back linking it back tedious links all the way back um the reason our joints move so smoothly is because of fluid we have fluidity of our joints because of the fluid in our joints so the synovial fluid but without water that synovial fluid would be very much diminished so the synovial fluid the water in the joints the fluid in the joints is being uplifted as well, meaning that there is less fluid to protect the joints, to allow them to move freely, to allow them to, um, you know, not grind against bone against bone and things like that. So when you're practicing your asana, when you're getting on your mat on the day of a full moon and you've got reduced fluid in your joints, you're putting a lot of pressure directly on the, uh, the the structure of the joint, the bones, the ligaments, the cartilage, everything else, and you know when you see people who've got arthritis, they get arthritis because they have reduced fluid in the joints, and this obviously can impact your your body. It can impact your practice. It can impact you, your your mind. You know if you suddenly start feeling pain in your wrist when you're holding downward facing dog, or you know you're trying to pull into maybe a warrior two or, or maybe warrior one and your hips are feeling really tight so you know trying to achieve that external rotation on on both front and back leg in warrior two is going to feel challenging if you're pinching on different sort of structural elements of your hip joint so one of the main reasons that the ancients the the rishis the, the gurus and and the teachers of India, of Rishikesh, say of you know of the traditional sense, say you shouldn't practice asana on the days of the full moon, is because you are more likely to feel tired. You're more likely to feel strain in your joints. You're more likely to not necessarily hurt yourself, but definitely sort of feel a tension. And this this kind of led on to various other topics of conversation to do with this, but. We also talked a little bit about energies, like the energy of the moon, and, and how the full moon um, can make people a little bit ratty, or a little bit angry, or a little bit, you know, out of sorts, I think is probably the, the best word we can use here. And, and obviously that's largely where lunacy, the word lunacy comes from, because it's so linked to the moon. Um, and our teacher was as was saying about how even even yogis get a little bit wound up, a little bit. What's the word? I suppose um, not necessarily angry, but frustrated, or something's triggered them, and and they they they've reacted. So even the yogis, even the rishis, get a little bit wound up sometimes. So you know, if you are. A, a fine lover of yoga and you want to get on your mat you want to practice 
it's it's important to remember that this could actually impact your body and if you're someone who suffers with chronic pain already if you're someone who's got back pain hip pain knee pain shoulder pain neck pain any of those things today during the full moon that pain may be slightly more intense than normal and if that's the case then this kind of highlights the fact that the fluid within the joints within the um within the body is changing there's a there's a change in how it's behaving so yeah it's very much a uh, an open topic of discussion i suppose you could say many people will probably find that this is just a little bit out of their depth and a little bit too much for them but it's very interesting when you speak to the the traditional yogis in in india in rishikesh and you learn from them because you actually learn from such a different um, history and such a different style to what we're used to in the Western world. And and this is, again, it comes back to what I was saying in a previous podcast. When I, when I actually started to learn from these gurus and these yogis in India, I wanted to sort of strip away a lot of those modifications that the Western world had made to yoga. And very, very quickly... I realized just how many modifications the Western world had applied to yoga. So this is another thing that, again, it's, it's I've never heard this in the UK. I've never heard this from a US teacher or a UK teacher. So it was really, really interesting. But one, one of the students asked today was, well, what, you know, what can we do on, on the day of the full moon? What can we do on that particular day that's not asana, but is practice? And, and the answer was basically anything that's self-study. You can read, you know, study, delve into topics that you wouldn't necessarily normally look into. Um, maybe getting onto the onto a, onto a cushion and meditating, or practicing mudra, or mantra, or bandhas, or pranayama. And actually, we did talk about pranayama for a little while, and he was saying that. You want to be a little bit more restorative in your practice. So maybe practicing something like uh, Nadi Shodhana or alternate nostril breathing instead of Kapalabhati breath would be more beneficial for your body. You know, we're kind of in that purification stage. So the moon cycle very much is all about purification. And um, Nadi Shodhana is is something that's going to really sort of purify the mind and body together so it's a very relaxing very um, nurturing uh, style of pranayama so yeah he was saying that really you should you should just practice things like your meditation your mudra your mantra your pranayama and maybe doing a little bit of joint movement so just rolling your wrists or, or bending your knees but not taking weight on your joints and it was really interesting because he was talking a lot about the, um, the obviously the purification and, and water, the links of water again, going back to the moon, going back to the body, how you should drink more water on the days of the full moon. And, and this kind of made me think, you know, I've always been quite sensitive to the lunar cycles. I've always been quite sensitive to when there's a new moon and when there's a full moon. And I quite often get an absolutely stonking headache on the days of a full moon. And... I've always kind of put this down to not drinking enough water or maybe not taking the time for myself a little bit more, you know, as much as I should or, or any of all these other things. But 
really if we're in a cycle of purification and we're not purifying the body then obviously we're going to get a point where it comes to a head maybe that's where the saying comes from i don't know um you know it comes to the head <laughs> you get a headache but I, I just found it really interesting how how obviously he was talking about um the the, the cleanliness and the, and the purification process of the body and the universe and the world you know the moon the cycles everything um so yeah it's a really interesting point of topic uh, it's a, you know the full moon is a really good time to do self practice, but just not on an asana, not, not on the mat, not on asana. And if you are going to do, you know, something on the mat, maybe just do a restorative program. Maybe just do a little bit of me time, laying across a bolster, opening your joints out a little bit, and just letting your body have the time to breathe. Um, very, very much a a, a topic of something that I'd probably like to actually explore more and deeper if I can but for now I will stick with what I know um the actual I think one of the things he said which made everyone chuckle was you know you should be kind to everyone during the full moon because everyone's got a little bit of weird energy going on everyone may feel a bit narky or a little bit antsy or a little bit uh, maybe angry or upset you know it's a very emotional um a very emotional point of there's a lot of emotional energy going through the moon and and if you're an emotional person you may find that you're just bursting into tears for no reason on on this particular day um but he did say you should be especially kind to your female friends because the moon is very connected to emotions yin energy uh, water all femininity all parts of the feminine feminine and obviously emotions are very strong in women more so than men so just be kind to everyone but especially women um but one thing that um a couple of people asked some questions which were quite interesting but really one of them was what would happen if you did do asana practice on a full moon and and the, re the reply was nothing bad will actually happen it's not something where you're going to suddenly get cursed or you know you, you're going to something bad's going to happen but you will lose energy and water from your joints and if you're squeezing the water from your joints that are already depleted then potentially you could overwork the joints which could cause discomfort or pain so really just kind of looking after your your, your body your joints your, your your energy and and maybe just sit with a few crystals you know if you're if you're spiritual maybe Maybe get out some nice grounding crystals today. Maybe sit with a bit of black obsidian or maybe even get a lump of flint and just sit with that, you know, really ground yourself, go and stand out in the garden. Um, maybe run your hands or your feet in cold water and ground yourself down and just try and find a little bit of balance and a little bit of peace. Um, I'm certainly about to get down on the floor and just do a really nice sort of calming meditation. I've got my incense burning. Uh, I've got my Tibetan sound bowl here. I've got my uh, my crystals ready. And I'm probably gonna sit and pull a couple of oracle cards as well and just see what's, what's up for the next couple of weeks before we get to the new moon where I will do a revamp of everything and change my altar and, and redecorate my puja table and things like that. So, What's your spiritual ritual? I'd love to hear about this. Maybe I'll do another podcast about spiritual rituals and actually find, um, you know, find someone to talk to. You know, if you're if you're someone who is spiritual and you have rituals or, 
you know if you if you want to share your spiritual rituals with us then you know get in touch with me hello at nourishedwellbeing.com and maybe you can be a guest on the show maybe we can sit and discuss spiritual rituals what's what works for you what do you like to do you know do you have a particular part of the house where you meditate um, do you have a particular space in your home where you have an altar um, what what sort of things do you do what kind of do you do you cleanse how do you cleanse the house do you sage do you smudge the house do you uh, do you burn incense do you spray uh, healing mists what you know I'd love to hear these these sort of thoughts and opinions from you guys so like I say I'm about to hit the meditation deck um, not sure what crystals I'll use maybe I'll make a note of it and I'll, I'll talk about that in another podcast but I'm certainly going to light the crystal candles and I'm definitely going to get some crystals out of the box and sit with myself just go inwards a little bit and meditate so anyway that's kind of all I wanted to talk to you about today so nice and short and sweet and just just a topic and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this I'd love to know what you think of of this tradition in the Himalayas in India of not doing asana practice on the full moon and also what are your spiritual rituals what are you up to and how do you how do you cleanse your home how do you cleanse your soul do you balance your chakras what do you do so this has been Leslie doing the nourished podcast it's been amazing again once obviously as always to talk to you guys and I look forward to sharing more with you in the future until then take care bye